Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friends, Cody Frankel and Avery Zrevsky. And holy fuck, do we have a lot to talk about today because Sunday, and I'm just going to say it right now, top five day of my life. Uh, I thought that game was right up there with any other Ranger game that I've been to. My experience was probably a little bit different than yours. Your guys was probably way more fun, to be honest. Um, But you know, credit to you guys, credit to Avery, first of all, for putting together the tailgate. Uh, you know, I was there for like 20 minutes, um, but it looked like you guys had a hell of a time. I don't want to talk too much to start it off. I want to hear about you guys and what your experience was. Um, and whoever wants to take over first, by all means, go for it. First of all, it was great to see you both. It, it was amazing. Uh, I didn't even get to see Cody, though. Yeah, Dude, I know. Me and Avery got such good picks, too. Johnny, um <laughs> Johnny's obviously big time now. He's working in hockey, and we're and we're, we're happy for him. This is something you, that that you know he's very good at, and we want him to do and excel at. So it was nice what? that I got to see him for a little bit, but it was also great to see Cody. I I don't remember the last time I saw Cody. Probably playoffs, playoffs, yeah, playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. So, and also shout out to AJ and Alex over at um, mm-hmm. New York. They helped they helped build all the graphics for the outdoor game meetup, but they also didn't show up. So. I can't believe we met was- Reed. I can't was Reed there? Yeah, Reed, Reed, was there. There. Reed was there. Dude, I'm like hammered, and Avery goes, "Yo, this is uh, Reed," and I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, and Cody was just like, "All right, like cool," and then he, he was then, like, like two and two together because I couldn't like, believe it because I've yeah. like you know I've been dealing with Reed now for three years and I haven't met him, and I'm like, yep. and I don't know why. Weirdly enough, I thought he was like this like 18 year old kid. Why? But he's like, I, I don't know, dude. AJ yeah. and Alex made it seem like he was like, just like this 18 year old kid, dude. He's He's the man. I don't, um, I don't know Johnny. if I ever told the backstory of that, that how I, I met Reed. I've known Reed longer than everybody. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I started a New York Re- New York Rangers memes page when I was like 15 in middle school with Reed. Mm-hmm. And then one day I went over his house and he was like building all this merch in his basement. He's like, yo, I'm starting this company, Blue York with these two kids he's like i'm looking for designers and i and reed's like reed reed dropped out of high school and like started his own business so he had all his money and i didn't have enough money to invest and he, he obviously found aj and alex and they they took blue york to another level but it's just so funny how the culmination of everything happened now aj and alex both work with me and it's it's crazy but we, we had such a good time. i'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of it but i had Did- a great time Dude, you know Johnny didn't go hard enough at that game because he's the only one with his full voice still here. Yes. Yeah. I was, well, I I mean, was he working couldn't. it, bro. I was literally <laughs> up in the press box working it, dude. No, I know. But yo, what, Johnny, you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can you imagine not wearing a Gretzky's basement hat right now, Johnny? I couldn't be me. Yeah. Couldn't be suck. me. That would I'm going to get one. So, but that, I, that I actually want to ask you guys. I want to ask you guys because. In the press box, it was like indoor, closed off, and it was still really loud like, uh-huh. when Mika tied it and the game winner. But like the rest of the game, you couldn't really get a feel for it. How fucking loud was it? Like the whole game? It it, it was like it was loud. Um, I I would say it it was kind of a you know two different ends of the spectrum because like the first five minutes of the game, right, we score, everybody goes nuts, and then I feel like the 
the wind got sucked out of the arena real quick when we went down 4-1. And honestly, I would say, you know, there was 79,600 and something people there. I mean, at least 60,000 had to be Rangers fans. Like, there were definitely oh, Islanders fans. There was a lot of Islander fans. No, there. no, no, there were. I mean, think about 20,000 is still a decent amount. But I would yeah. say one in I would say one in four people were an Islanders fan. I would definitely say three and four were Rangers fans. Like, there was Rangers fans literally everywhere. And it, it did kind of suck out the wind a little bit when we went down four to one. But, like, the Islanders fans were pretty loud. But then once we hit that second goal and then hit that third goal and there was some life – Dude, when it was four to three, I mean, from that point on for the rest of the game, I feel like there was just like roars and it it, it was awesome. And obviously the the Mika goal was insane. You thought the yeah. stadium was gonna yeah. bust in half. It was so fucking loud when Mika scored that goal. It like, was so even cool. even the press box, it was like you could hear it. It was it was sick. Do you yeah, do you so, think sorry, sorry. Go for it, Dave. No, no, I was just gonna say I, I've been to a Super Bowl at MetLife. I, I've seen a lot of cool things happen at MetLife, and that was probably the top experience there for sure. I had Giants and Jets fans telling me they've never felt the stadium like that before. Never. And to, to go back to the way the game started, you obviously thought the Rangers were going to take off, and everything felt like it, it It just made sense for the Rangers to win that game. We had the jerseys. We had the atmosphere. Like, everything was just built. Walk out. There was no way. There was no way the Rangers were losing that game, no matter what happened. But you said like we had the. It's like the Outers had to have jerseys too. Like, I, well, you, know. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like everybody was hyped about the jerseys. Everybody was hyped about Rempe play, doing his first. He he fought. Like, even though the Rangers went down in that game, and you know, Igor, besides the second goal, Igor didn't shouldn't have been blamed for any of those other goals. No matter what happened in that game, I felt like we were going to win regardless, just because of the whole spectacle, the way it was all built up. We had the tailgate, like it just, everything just felt right. It didn't feel like the Rangers were going to lose that game because it was one of those situations where I love this Jersey so much If the Rangers lost. I probably wouldn't be able to look at it again. Uh -huh. Yeah. It, boys, this might be a hot take, honestly, but I literally would start a petition to have this be a yearly thing for the Rangers because, or, or just in hot, like, Every team should get one out. Johnny, you know what he's year. doing. You know what he's doing. He's doing. He saw your tweet. Unless he didn't. No, unless... no. What, what What? was his tweet? Oh, swear, my God. Swear I haven't seen it. Swear I haven't unbelievable. Seen it. This guy is unbelievable. I, I thought he was just about to say the Rangers should have one outdoor game a year. No. No, dude. He definitely thinks the exact same thing that you tweeted today. Bro, what thinks, is going on? What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? I'm sorry. I can't stop, I I can't stop sorry. coughing. I was in an outdoor game having fun yesterday. God, you know exactly what I'm talking. My bad for not scrolling Twitter and tweeting throughout the game because I was taking in the experience in the moment. No, no, no. no. Please, please, this please continue your thought. All I was going to say was was they should honestly make it a thing in the NHL where every single team gets an outdoor one outdoor game every single year because I think it's like. Dude, every team deserves to experience that every single year. Like, that was just incredible. And I think it, the amount of money they must have made, not only for the Rangers and the Islanders. You want but also 16 outdoor games a year? What? You want 16 outdoor games a year? Yeah, I fucking do. I want one outdoor game a year, I think, would be amazing for, for the sport of. Dude, think about it. Everybody, everybody. You know how much work that is for the NHL crew that puts the rings. It's not that much work. If you do, it's not that much work. Sixteen a year, dude. Sixteen a year. You could do two a month. That's two a month. It's really good for the game, and I and I it's agree not that, that much work. It's I agree not. that it, I agree that there needs to be like more teams involved, but I also think like 
to keep it the way it is, you have to keep the teams like the Rangers and the Islanders like yeah. in the mix. You or can't do eight. do eight then. Do eight you watching, and, and every you other year. Watching the Coyotes play an outdoor game, Cody. No, I'm not. But but you know, <laughs> if, if the Coyotes are playing like I don't know the the Golden Knights, then yeah, maybe I'll watch it. But you're not no, watching that at here's all. Here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. I think it is such like. Dude, I had buddies who went to the game yesterday who don't give a shit about hockey, and they were like, that was the coolest thing ever. Like, it, you know, we talk consistently as fans about the NHL building as a sport and trying to get closer and close the gap on the other big three sports, and they're never going to do it unless they do something drastic. And I think something like that will really gain viewership, and it's like such a – dude, it was an all-day thing. Think about it. We woke up at 10 a.m. and had a fucking blast, and I walked in my door after an hour of karaoke getting even more drunk last night, okay, at 9 p.m. It was awesome. While I agree – I'm I'm not trying to like come at you here. Well, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think it's great that the NHL does the outdoor games, but also we have to like be a little realistic. Had that game stayed at four to one and that been the final score, we're not really talking about the best experience ever. It's because of the way the Rangers came back that made that game what it is, obviously. But let me finish. Let me finish. But a lot of that has to do with the rivalry, also. You have to put these outdoor games in the markets where the fans can kind of, you know, have that 50, I know it wasn't 50-50, but have that split with the fans, right? Like, that's what made this weekend so special was that it was at a location where all these four fan bases merge within, like, you know, a 45-minute to hour-and-a-half timing radius, basically. Yeah. You know, these four fan bases are in such a small window of um, an area that it works so well because everyone's represented. Like, obviously, the Rangers fan base probably dominates the most but every fan base was represented pretty equally throughout the weekend of some sort you know yeah yeah Maybe I, don't, I don't know like it, it sounds it sounds like the words of a guy who who didn't you know tailgate for three and four hours and you know might have just passed by and, and done this i don't know but no i know i hear you but but the thing <laughs> is dude like the tailgate was the tail i mean the tailgate's the experience too like, yeah it was amazing i think that's like, that's the biggest part of it but sure, but like even if even if the Rangers ended up losing that game four to one, I still think I would have been like that was unreal because the tailgate was so fun. And yeah, I just think you can't oversaturate the market with outdoor games; it ruins the spectacle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and also we were we dude. The best part about the tailgate was like we were all like cooked and it was super cold like windy whatever and we were all like oh god how long could we go? And then Avery's cousin came from left field with a big ass box of Cheez-Its dude and save the day and just started giving everybody Cheez-Its and they were the extra toasted ones dude they were amazing bro the biggest win of the day besides the Rangers actually winning the game was the weather inside of MetLife I thought it was gonna be worse it's actually unbelievable yeah. I was I took my gloves off I was yeah. ready to take a layer off yeah it was really nice that, that was just another part of the whole culmination of like the Rangers just had no chance of losing that game and I mean compared that. to the the weather 10 years ago at Yankee Stadium, I thought, like, you know, it was, it was a little windy yesterday, but, like, yeah, you know, the Yankee Stadium experience was fucking torture as far Brutal. as... Brutal. And the, and, the, and the day game was worse than the night game. Yeah. Do you guys but, think that goal was the biggest goal of Mika's career to date? Like, no, I know, um, I know in terms of, like, obviously a playoff goal is, like, more important and stuff, but I'm saying in terms of environment and in terms of just, like, changing atmosphere, like fully getting people behind him at, at one in 
one of his goals in time. Like, do you think that was the biggest goal of his career? Actually, yeah. Now that I think of it, probably regular yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, not even that. Just because of the way his season's kind of been going, even though he's been a point per game player, he's had a lot of weight on his shoulders in terms of the fans and how they feel about his once one C production. I think that, yeah, just being there in that moment with. 7x the amount of fans you get in an actual NHL arena, 100%. And Johnny, you were about to say the opposite. So what what were you going to say? No, I, was, I was just thinking of a goal. I mean, I, the only other game I would make a claim for would be that five-goal game he had. Mm. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I I was just thinking of any other regular season moment where Mika yeah. had a significant goal like that. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty that I can't really yeah. think of. but um, That angle was insane, too. Even I mean, even with the playoffs, I still think that is – I was actually agreeing with you that that oh, was like, I, I thought you were just saying like in a regular game and I don't know. So, but, but no, yeah. no, no, I, I, I still think, you know, I, I put that game up there with like being at the St. Louis overtime game, the, mm-hmm. the Richard. Oh, no like that was, that was a playoff game. Like, I don't care what anyone fucking yeah. says. Like, I know, yeah. I know Rick Carpinello took a lot of shit because he tweeted out like for the Rangers, this is game 55 for the Islanders. This is game seven. But like you ask anyone playing that game, you ask game any seven. fan, like he was making a chirp that like the Islanders like just started getting good. No, no, like like playing the Rangers is a game seven for them. Oh, 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 oh! Like I thought you were saying game seven, and I was like game no, no. seven. I got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Like a chirp with the fans, but I, I yeah. still think you ask any player, you ask any fan, like everyone wanted to win that game as badly as you want to win a playoff game. Like yeah. that is something that you talk about, you know, for years to come. Even yeah, um, it's a game you remember. remember. Yeah, and Next. and actually, you know, the game itself. I want to get your guys' thoughts because I, I talked about it on our morning show this morning, but I bit my tongue so quick when Laviolette pulled Igor with like five <laughs> minutes left on the power play to give them a five-on-three instead of a four-on-three. I was up there, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this move, guys. I don't like this because a four-on-three is like a pretty solid advantage, and, and the Islanders have a free reign to go for the empty net. Yeah, but The it, Islanders had scored empty net goal the whole year. The yeah. Islanders have, have not scored empty net goal all year long. Yeah. I like I like the the first one. The first one I, I didn't twice. disagree with. The first one I didn't disagree with. I think you give yourself a five on three in that opportunity when you're down, like you just haven't really had a chance to make anything happen in that game, like up to that moment, really. Like anything that needed you really needed a spark. Like I think that was the right move. The second one, the power play with what? It was like two minutes left. That one a I was over like two and a half. Yeah, yeah and a half. that one Crazy. I was a little bit like maybe just get Possession. Before the face-off. Dude, yeah, before the face-off. Possession. That, was the one, that was the one I was like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? Because we, had we hadn't been great in face-offs up to that point, it felt like. It felt like the Islanders were winning a lot of draws. And I was like, I, I, and I don't know the exact numbers. We might have been up, down. But the way the overall game, it felt face-off-wise, it felt like the Islanders were winning the big draws. So I was like, whoa, Lavi, like, like let's just get possession here. You could always yeah. pull him and bring the guy on. Like, let's I, ease up. But it paid off. He was ballsy and... Rangers took care of business. I mean, it was it was a it was a crazy move. Like yeah. you know, you do it, and we had possession, fine. But like before possession, I mean, that could have backfired so badly. But honestly, like I kind of like I respect it immensely. Well, obviously, yeah I, yeah, yeah. I think that's like you took a gamble on your squad, and he basically was telling the Rangers players, like, I'm betting on you guys to get this done, and they obviously didn't disappoint. So like, you know. Small class. I mean, yeah, that, that, that. I'll, I'll go snaps. But the power play, I mean, those guys, like, they went to work, man. And, and you look at the game and how it transpired. Like, the big guys step up. And that is, uh, you know, something I feel like in the outdoor games, typically you see, like, an unsung hero. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about um, 2012, it's Mike Rupp scoring two goals. 
Uh, you think about the Yankee Stadium game, it's Daniel Carcillo scoring the game winner. Um, and this game, the goal scorer is like, you know, Gus gets the first one, but then it's Trocek with two, Mika, Kreider, Brett. Like, it's the guys yeah. that you need to score the goals who score the goals. And I think, you know, I, Avery, I, I know you tweeted about it too, that video of them in the locker room after the game. Like, you watch that video, and I, and I swear this is the first time this year where even the win streak early in the season, I was like, okay, okay, you know, it's it's early, it's early. But after that win and after the video in the locker room, I think it's fair to say now, like, nah, and again, you know, there's a lot to, to work on still, but you yes. have that feeling that there's there's some sort of magic again. Right. Where, it, it reminded me of like the Marty St. Louis, like announcing the lineup type vibes. Like the guys, yeah. were just, the guys were just vibing. Everybody was fired up even before the game to bring in Mike Keenan and Mark Messier. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that that moment. I can't believe they didn't even show that on TV that we had to wait for that. I mean, it, yeah. I know it was long, but they could have cut it up. And then you get the McDonald family announcing the lineup like everything about the day just felt right. Magic. They did it right. They Dang did it, it right. And, and, and not to kick Islanders fans when they're down, but can we just talk about like they're the lamest franchise of all time for coming out in suits? Like that is the that is so that's next level Little. lame. So Little. lame. Yeah. yeah. I you know and I and I, I hate to do it, but I, I want to get like I, I don't think they're a bad team. I really don't. I think that they're they fine, yeah. I think that they just they just didn't capitalize when they needed to in terms of putting us away uh, but uh, but by any means like if they make the playoffs as a team you don't want to see there they're, they're strong they, they're, it's not that they didn't capitalize dude they took yeah. fucking three penalties in the last 10 minutes of the game yeah like, and I feel like it was almost reverse like karma like we got good juju because that goal that um the goal where Lindgren went down. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a, an unfortunate situation. There's no way he's wide open if Lindgren doesn't go down. And obviously yeah. it's not, a, it's not a penalty. Like that's, you know, we've had calls go our way in terms of the follow through. So you can't get mad at it, but it was also just like, we need, we deserve something to come back our way because of that. So it was nice to see the boys. pull yeah. through. And, and Igor really like, you know, the first 20 minutes he didn't play great hockey. Um, but those, those last 40 minutes, I mean, you know, he woke up, seemed like the defense was playing a little bit tighter and and he made some really big saves. I wish I had on video. There was one save. There was one save. I literally said, remember that save. No, 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 no. It was, he was on. So if you're looking straight at the ice uh, from the, like the 230 sections, he was on the right side. So it was, it was the third period. He made a pad, he made a pad save on the right pad save where he kind of like sprawled out. I forget who was on. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look it back. But yeah. I, I, it was a huge save, and I was literally just like, mm-hmm. "Remember this moment," because if there was anything that was gonna get them back in the game, it was that moment. I think, I think the Islanders took a penalty like a minute after, not even. Oh damn! Yeah, and it was Scott Mayfield who took back-to-back penalties, dude. Islander fans are so salty right now at him. Oh. It's insane. But also, like, you know, you you <clears throat> think about that game, and like. I was surprised after the fourth goal that Igor stayed in the goal. Dude, fans were changing. Really, fans were changing. I really thought that Laviolette was going to turn to Jonathan Quick. Like, you know, it, it was it was pretty ugly there for for a second. Um, I, I don't even know if Lavi was asked after the game. I wonder if that's something he'll touch on maybe tomorrow morning. I think he's going to have a press availability tomorrow morning. But you know, the decision to stick with him through that, like you know, credit to Laviolette again for doing that. 
and um, and it builds builds points and confidence with your goalie yeah. who you need to ride out in this stretch and i think that's really important you know i think i'm sure when that fifth goal went in i'm sure igor even thought at some point he, he was probably like all right I'm, i might you know get the boot here and, and lobby stuck with him and you know yeah big props mm-hmm. should we yeah, should we get into some questions? Yeah. Uh I'm I'm we have a lot. I'm not gonna pick all of them, but um yeah, well, there's a couple here that stand out. Like, I, like we don't want to do trade deadline shit right now, right? Dude? Like let's, let's just stick with the Yeah, the I think we should do that. We should do that next week because yeah. it's getting it's getting close. Save those wanna, questions for next yeah, week. Yeah, I want to enjoy this win. Um, score two goals today. He's, he's gonna he's gonna cost the first Frank. Yeah. Um Adam Monty twenty seven. Was that the best comeback you've seen in person? Um, I gotta think. Uh, people were asking, person, I think, because I was gonna say that, uh, when we were at 13th step, that Pittsburgh comeback in the playoffs, yeah, that, that was, was just insane. That, that two nothing comeback, um, yeah, is that I, when like Cuba no, scored? It, it wasn't, no, Cody was at that game. That was the that was game five. That was probably the best comeback I've that seen. Was, but I was that was insane. I wasn't yeah. there, but I was also at that game. I can't remember who it was against. It was in like 2019 or 2020, and the Rangers were down four goals, and they came back and won six to five, or or five to four. I I can't remember. I want was it against the Oilers or or it was against somebody? Yeah, you know, I, to be honest, I don't even think it's really fair to compare to Garden moments. I think the Garden and and this live in their own category. I think it's just like Agreed. its own. It's in its own section. Like this is just like a, a it was a special game, special yeah. moment. Like the garden moments are completely different. But yeah, it, it's up there for sure, no matter easily what. the best outdoor game. Oh, easily. without a doubt. Um, okay, next one from Shesty Memes. Even though we won, should we be concerned how we were losing four to one to the Isles? No. 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 Doesn't they don't Half they don't of go our wins either. come back wins. It just happens yeah. that way. That's the yeah. way Johnny hates it, but it's no clear. The first period was bad though. Yeah, I mean the dude, terrible. but the first period, like Igor didn't look his sharpest. The defense was very, very sloppy. Like I thought offense was playing fine. Like they were they yeah, were they couldn't get anything going offensively. What are you talking about? I mean, sure. Like like yeah, they weren't scoring goals, but they, I, they couldn't even get through the neutral zone. It was bad. It was it was bad. I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good period. Cody was drunk. I, I, I certainly was hundred percent. Every sport is a game of I sobered up for the third. Every sport's a game of adjustments. Nobody looks back at the Patriots who beat the Falcons when they're down twenty eight three. Like yeah. nobody like thinks yeah. about them in that moment. Everyone well, that was the last game, game of the year. I'm just saying nobody thinks about them in that moment. Everyone thinks about them when they came back and won. It's just the same thing. It's just the same thing here. It's just like, yeah, you can't think about how they were in the moment in the beginning of the game. It's how they finished. Because so they got two points, and that's what matters. Exactly. And they finished very strong. Yep. All right. Next one from K1TL3R. I just don't even know how to say that. Um, which goal was more hype, game tying or overtime? Game tying. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Close. Because oh my god, the, that the overtime goal. was a little bit less anti. Like if if it was just like a full like. Counted, 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 probably, yeah. but the Mika yeah. goal to tie the game, man. Yeah. I, I actually, I passed out. There's, you don't see it in the video, but I screamed so loud, I just passed out. Um, next one from Girl Dad times two. How is the view from your seats, or just a better experience? Um, I really know. Yeah, my huh? how are you, Assad? 
Johnny's sucked for sure, but ours was pretty Mine good. Mine was terrible. My, my <laughs> view is terrible. Literally so bad. I mean, like... Johnny watched the whole game on TV. You, you could just say it. It's fine. Well, no. So the TV is always a 30-second delay, and there were a lot of TVs in the press box. So a lot of the time, you know, I was seeing what's happening on the ice, but I couldn't really see what was happening. Yeah. So I did have to look over the TV and, like, just watch the delayed game. It, yeah. it, did, it did suck. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is I mean, it is. it's insane if you think about it that you looked around in the 400s. There wasn't one empty seat in that stadium. Yeah, it was it's great. insane. Yeah, I'm blessed. The uh, the residual of me moving to Florida, not getting to go to that many games at the Garden, as we sell a lot of tickets. So we were, we were fortunate to get really good seats. We were row one and 237, which was yeah. Like your seats look sick. Yeah. yeah, they were really good. Yeah, I was one 124, I think 124. Um. Next one from Sorkin Matthew 10. Has Loft quietly been the Rangers' best player? Um, I wouldn't go that far because we have a guy named Panarin on our team, but I think Loft played a really good game. And he had what, what do you end up with? Two assists? He's I know not he had an assist on Mika's tying goal. Yeah, yeah, fifth is, um, and, and I think I think the third goal as well. Maybe he had an assist on. He's not the best, but he's by far the most improved, and it's not even yeah. close. He's yeah. on he's on pace, I think, for I think forty nine points or fifty points, one one or the other. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Uh, he draws that Yeah, two assists. Yeah, I mean he, listen, he draws that penalty, changes the game completely. Yep. And he uh yeah, he's he's been a gamer. He's he's one of the best, and I, I don't know how far you guys get into analytics, but he's one of the best puck carriers this season in terms of every forward. He he's he's been he has the one of the highest percentages of carrying the puck into the offensive zone uh, with speed and and protection. So he's he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Next one from Joe Mans Joe Manzi fifty five dream outdoor game location. Oh, Central Park would be fucking epic. I don't it's know how you do it, one. but that would be epic. The only thing about Central Park is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if we're dreaming, they would be able to set it up the way we wanted it to. Have it in the zoo. <laughs> have yeah, have no. lions on the outside. I'm trying to think. They're, uh, dude, Rangers Devils on the Hudson River. If they could figure out some way to freeze it. <laughs> <laughs> it right, they we're talking about dreams, guys. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Uh, Are you, you want to talk about realistic dream? They did Yankee Stadium already. Yeah. And this Honestly, area, Lake Placid would be elite. Like, yeah, that was the other that one. Would be Lake elite. But yeah. where? Like just just on the where lake they play Miracle on Ice. They yeah, have yeah. they have an outdoor rink. That's an indoor arena, Kobe. I know it's I know it's indoor. They have it next door though. I thought he was just saying dream dream location for a game. I don't know. Yeah, you I said where know. they played the Miracle game. Yeah, I know. And like that, like Lake Placid is where they played in the town. Yeah, just wherever. Who cares? I I can't even think of like a. Dude, I mean, all right. on the on the intrepid, but it's just a closed off <laughs> us on on frying pan. Yeah. The realistic one, though, I, I would say, which like I feel like this this ballpark deserves way more attention, but the team fucking sucks. Uh, what is it? PNC, PNC where the Pirates unreal. play. Yeah, yeah like, that is the best backdrop in all of sports. They, I, I I actually disagree with you. I would say it's number two. Colorado Rockies is better. It's, oh, I haven't seen it. Insane. I haven't seen that one. It's, it's cool, insane. but I think PNC is the best. Uh, like this, the bridge. But PNC is PNC is backdrop sick, but it's only sick if you're on the the right side. Like right. it sucks. I sat up top when I went to a game yeah. there, and I was yeah. like, "This is the sickest fucking ballpark." Yeah, no, ever. it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. Rangers Penguins would be electric. 
Yeah, how, how the that that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Okay. Like Crosby's last year. Um, I thought we were only talking about in New York, but hey. Bunce podcast was Sunday the most iconic regular season game in New York Rangers history. If not, what's ahead of it? It's a great I, question. It's a good question. I mean, yeah, probably. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. At least in at least in my time, like living, yeah, I would say probably. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would say right there. I, I really wish the Rangers would have won on Henrik Knight. I would put that up there, too. Dude, that was so bad. We got smoked by Minnesota. That was so miserable because the the whole ceremony was awesome, and then they just, like, killed it. Yeah. We lost Wait, what? Did we lose on Henrik Knight on, like, that last-second play that, like, they they didn't call a goal because it was we pushed on the it. against the wild yeah. yeah yeah but we were down don't you remember we were down like yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. seven to six to two or something like that and then we, we came back that. and then lost damn they waved the goal off I don't remember um here's a really good one from Goth Brooks RVA the pregame entrances and fits for the Devils and Flyers were hilarious and maybe a little jealous given the history core what kind of personality pops could make New York Rangers more fun in quotes fun what kind of personality pops what what do you mean by i was i was thinking I, like there, I, there's I, really, I, there, I don't know I, I was thinking about what they were gonna do after we saw the devils and flyers ones and i was like really nothing else would fit more than what they did with the nypd and fdny i, I don't really know like what else really fits as far as like humor goes or whatever yeah i don't yeah i don't know i thought it was i thought it was pretty good it was perfect um, you know the islanders are a bunch of lamos they were Wall Street bankers. I guess that's, you know, that's what they went for. But I would say the only other one, but like the Devils kind of did it with Sopranos. If they were like the the Rangers came out like old school mafia guys with like the pinstripe suits and like the three pieces. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But that would be like way too close to Sopranos. So I feel like, yeah, like they just did it perfect. I, I actually like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Shout um, out to my guy Lydell Harrington. He was walking with Keandre. JJ was walking with Panera and I was talking to him. So sick. Yeah. Peretta? Yeah. You know Peretta? Bro, we had him on the pod, you moron. True. I, Why do you call him All boys with JJ, man. Come on. Wait, do we call him? Is, is his nickname JJ? Yeah, dude. Really? He refers to himself as that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's called Peretta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my bad. Uh, let's see. Anything else on here that's good? Uh... I think that's really it for fan questions as far as like the game goes. Everything else is pretty much like trade should we do one. Or... Should we do one trade deadline question? Um, sure. We can go with it's gonna be like who are we gonna get? Yeah, I mean a lot of it's like now that Wheeler's out, who's the first line right wing? You know, okay. Like... I, I have something for you guys. So yeah, yeah. Lindy Lindy kind of got hurt, right? So Yeah, but that happens every game. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Know, but do you think so? This is my question. Right, the deadline's two and a half weeks away. Do you think Drury should make at least one move this week, knowing that he's showing the team that's on a seven-game win streak that he's backing them while they're kind of banged up and they need somebody in there? You know, they're they're obviously hurting a little bit. They're a little banged up. They've had they lost Wheeler. Obviously, sucks. They lost Heedle. Obviously, sucks. Lingering got hurt. Like, do you think rather than continuously going to the AHL to get you know, recycled guys or whatever you want to call them, that they should make some type of trade while the team's riding high 
and and you know Drury kind of showing his guys that he's backing him a little, or do you think it's a smarter move to wait closer to the deadline and 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 strike a couple times then? Um, well, I think the conversations have already started. I think it's more about putting pieces together and having, you know, I, I guess whatever deals come through. Uh, I don't know if he hasn't been. Like, I think he's been trying already. Um, you know, I, I what? I said confirmed. Yeah, I mean, well, there was conversations going on during All Star break. Uh, you know, it's funny yeah. actually. Uh, I had a I had a funny moment yesterday with uh, with Vince and and Larry Brooks. Like, we were waiting outside the locker after the game to like go in and talk to the players. And Chris Drury walked by and like said something to Larry, and Vince looked at Larry and goes, "He say Petrano? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. We all laughed about it, but uh, oh you know. God, I love your little. No, yeah, that was book. that was a funny little thing that happened, but uh, that made Larry laugh too. But um, that's great. Nah, I, uh, you know, I still think to me it's the two guys I would want to see come here are like Boone Jenner and Frank Petrano. Um. Two guys with term. I think term is what matters. Like mm. you have that, you know, I'm not sure if I think Jenner has two years left on his deal. And I think Frank has one. Um, mm. And that's kind of the window that this team has, right? The next two years to, to kind of go. I, no, I think, I, yeah. I mean, I think I would say, I would say between two and four. I mean, think about it. They yeah. have their, they have the majority of the core locked up for, for four years. So I would say yeah. between two and four. Um, yeah. Obviously Jenner will fit the mold nicely there. I mean, there's to me, there's like, no brainer three teams you need to exploit and see what's up is the ducks, the Kraken, and the predators. Like those three teams have each of them have three plus guys available. Um, you know, Calgary like the, too, but we don't need Calgary too. But I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't know how that'll flow, but like, you know, the Kraken obviously have Yanni Gord, who I think is sick and Eberly who, who knows how to play in New York. Um, and then that guy, Wenberg, I know is getting a lot of, yeah, he's good. A lot of stuff there. So, you know, and obviously the ducks have a bunch of guys we talked about and, and the Predators, I, I've been saying, I know I've been saying to you guys for a while, I think Tommy Novak would be pretty good on this team, and he's he would obviously slide right into the 3C. So there's a lot of options this trade deadline, which I feel like in previous deadlines we haven't had. There's been like the three or four stars, and then after that it's just like little guys. This season, I think Lindholm was the only real star available. He's gone, and now you have like 40 guys who can contribute to an extent. I want yeah, to say one thing on that. Oh, you go first, here. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I just feel like that jury probably doesn't feel rushed right now. You're on the because yeah, there's so many guys. Yeah, you're on the seven game win streak. You're calling up guys to see who fits in your bottom six, and then they're they're they, they obviously know they have to make a move and fill that uh, first right wing slot. Yeah. Uh, is it Vetrano? I don't know, but it feels it feels like it's almost destiny with the way he's talked about New York and the way. You know, he played for us already. He knows the system. And it, I just think that him coming in would probably be the best bet for that right wing slot. I just don't know how much it's going to cost. He continues to play well. Mm-hmm. But if, like Johnny said, if you get a guy with term, the cost becomes a little less significant to our future because we have him in that window. So I think that if you get guys, if you spend a lot of money or in terms of draft picks, and you get guys with term, it makes sense. I've heard they're deep in negotiations, Vetrano for Barclay Gaudreau, one for one, and it's it's going to be pretty, you know, it'll be it'll be emotional. Listen, everyone wants to trade Goody. I, I think they care too much about him in that. They locker. they for sure do. Um, Johnny, what were you going to say? I was talking to my cousin Jason last night. who's like been on the show a couple of times, and we were just mm-hmm. talking about the way that this team like. 
I know they've only won one cup in the last what, like eighty-four years, is is what the math is, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but like, so so I want to be careful how I say this, but the Rangers never really have a problem retooling, right? So mm -hmm. if they were to get rid of some guys, like I I don't want to see either Othman or Perogo. Like I'm just gonna say that now. For if one, sure. If, if one of of those two is traded, big no no. Yeah, like I'd rather trade current guys. Like, like I'm giving up Kako before I'm giving up Othman or Perez. Couldn't like, couldn't agree with you more. I know I know how you feel, Avery, on it, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree, agree with that statement though, 100. Yeah, okay, yeah. because like I think you can get rid of some of the younger guys on this roster now and like feel comfortable knowing what you have with two guys like yeah. Perot and Othman. And being able to retool and sign free agents and make trades in the future, yep. I, I don't think the Rangers and and I know there will be a lot of people who disagree with that because mm -hmm. a lot of successful teams have built through the draft. But when you have an organization like the New York Rangers, I don't think you have to rely on building through the draft to be successful. Like it's tough to compare them to Vegas, but it's not like Vegas built their team through the draft and won a cup. Like right, they got good because people wanted to go there and people wanted to get traded there. Like that was a big part of it. Um, you know, like I, I think the Rangers are lucky enough to be in that sort of category where they can get rid of guys knowing that people will want to come here. And I just wanted to say that because, you know, and I, and I was just using Kako as the example, but there's a lot of, I feel like attachment to mm -hmm. players right now because of what they could be someday, but fuck someday, go for it now. Like, I that's, agree, that's dude. Don't be saying. the Yankees. Don't be the you know, Yankees like, where you stick with your guys too much. Yeah, there is a guy who's been tearing it up three goals in his last 10 games. I think he could be really useful to us. He plays, uh, you know, his name is Vitaly Kravtsov. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I hear he's familiar with the situation here in New York. So, well, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I, like, I, I think Wait, you Rangers serious? fans have experienced oh, what? No, it wasn't no. serious, dude. That guy could, could, is literally, like, he yeah. could literally get strapped to a rocket and sent to the sun, honestly. <laughs> That's a, but, that, that just shows how much I really like know about what else is going on in the league. I don't even think Kravtsov's not even in the NHL. Yeah, but, but, no, he's um, in he plays for Tractor again. Tractor. All, all I was saying was that like, I, I think there's a lot of you know Ranger fans hang on to you know, a guy that gets traded and ends up putting up a lot of goals and, mm -hmm. and it's like, how do we get rid of him? You know, yeah. but... Yeah. Like that's gonna happen. It's part of it. But if yeah. you can, you know, like my cousin Jason said, like the worst thing could, that could happen would be to get rid of Kako and he scores forty goals in Anaheim. But like, who cares? Whatever. Who cares? Like, it, ha it happens everywhere, man. Yeah, and he wouldn't have yeah. done it here. He wouldn't Dude, have done yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. The Bruins gave exactly. up Zaka, and he became like the. I mean, not Zaka Hala, and he became like the guy in New Jersey for yeah. that playoff run. So it's just like it I'm like Sharon Govich in Calgary right now. Exactly, it happens yeah. everywhere. We just micromanage because it's the Rangers, and obviously you become attached to these guys, and you don't want to lose these guys, but it's a part of the business. Now, a guy who we lost, who I really want back, is Pavel Buchnevich, and if there's any way possible that we can make that happen, Chris Drury, I would be very much in debt to you. So yeah, if we can get that KZB line back together, I actually think that not only would be we would be the Stanley Cup favorite, I think I would put a lot of money on us to win. I already have money on us to win, bro. And um so do you, would you guys say the last thing I want to say is would you guys say right now at this point in time, you know, it's February what's today's date? February 19th. Um yeah. right you're saying a top six right winger is more important than a, a third center, or do you disagree? Like, what do you, what do you think is our priorities going to this yeah. deadline? With how well that third line's been playing, like, 
I, dude, they I, set the tone I, for the game. It was, it was insane. Yeah, and, and I he's also not like, be, let's be real. It's not going to be a top six right winger. It's a top line right winger we need. Like that second yeah. line isn't moving, so we need a, a one right right wing. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So like everybody's saying top six right winger, like that's not correct. Like we need a, we need a first line winger. Yeah, I agree. And and I love Johnny Radzinski. I'll say it every episode. Yeah, I want to see him. I mean, I de- I definitely think he deserves to be on this roster. Um, yeah. Whether you go out and get a third line center and, and maybe move him over to like a wing or bump him yeah. down, to, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, or get like, a, or like, get a four C, get a four yeah. C grinder and and get a top right. Could could play the wing too. Yeah, I mean they got options. Yeah, they got right options. Way. Yeah. So, do you think they need a defenseman going into this deadline, knowing they're they're kind of one one D injury away from from catastrophe? Not catastrophe. Zach Jones. I mean, Zach's been playing fine. Yeah, he's been playing fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that if if you had to put everything aside and there was one thing that the Rangers needed to get, if they could only get one thing, it would be a top line right winger, hundred percent every year. <laughs> All right, baby. No. Um, yeah. What, what's our What's our cap situation? Do we know? Five point three, maybe. But yeah, John, you also say every year, but I also feel like this year is a lot different because it finally feels like our second line is solidified. We haven't yeah. had any guys bouncing That's up true. and down from that second line. So true, baby. If this if this year, like they could just find the guy for that slot. I mean, it's so funny. The two guys that I want back in that slot right. have both played for us in terms of Vetrano and Buchnevich. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the last so right thing now, I will say. Oh, sorry, go, go. No, I was just gonna say. Right now, for some reason, Cat Friendly says we only have four point four at the deadline. But my guess is maybe it's because right now they have, um, they got a couple guys called up like Rempe and uh, yeah. and the guy Alex Belzeal and a bunch of other people. That's definitely it. Yeah, because that'll give us another one five. We did have one more question. I'm a fan. I wanted to find it. Um, okay. Ryan Griffo, 25. Do I get my 2024 Stadium Series jersey with Mika or Brad? I know uh, Avery, was it Jake or Ethan that had the, the blank jersey? that had Jake, the got the, Jake got the blank. He actually wanted to get Johnny Brodzinski on the back. Oh, yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, that's the boy. Um there's a guy, one of his Jake's buddies, like does like custom. He can literally get like any. I forget the guy's name. I wish I could, uh, his name's Oscar. I wish I could plug mm-hmm. his Instagram. I don't have it, but he like if you get a blank jersey, he literally can get kits for any single jersey, any player you want. So Jake's gonna do that. I think Panarin is the obvious choice, though. Him I thought Trocheck would be the player I'd get. Yeah, him or Trocheck, and it never right? fucking came in time. So well, no, I like the idea though of of these special jerseys like getting it blank and then waiting till after the game to put a player on it who like you know was the player to remember in that game so it kind of makes that jersey more memorable you know what i mean like it would suck to get like who's the guy that was like kind of irrelevant yesterday uh not really anybody but i know what you're saying i know what you're saying <laughs> uh, yeah no, no, I, I know. well he did have an assist in the first yeah but I know what you're saying. I think Jake's very smart. Jake, Jake's yeah. very smart with his jerseys. He 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 doesn't like anything he pressed. He's very adamant about getting the right jerseys stitched and whatnot. So I commend him for that. But to me, it was like when I look back, you know, in 20, 20, 30 years, and you know, even when my kids want to wear like jerseys and they're looking for a vintage jersey, it's like my guy was Panarin. Like when I look at my dad's jerseys and I think about who his favorite players were when he was growing up. I want to wear like an Esposito jersey or guys who were like sick yeah. at that time. So like, 
it was just a no brainer to get Panera. And he, he is the guy, you know, besides Henrik, he's, he's the guy in our lifetime. That's just like stolen the show for us. Cried or yeah. two. Cried or two. I feel like. Cried yeah, no, I know. I know. But like Breadman coming in like easily. No, totally. He changed this franchise. Yeah. I mean, he changed this franchise. I mean, he's my, he's my favorite athlete. Like he changed yeah. this franchise, Dude, and, you know. I also do want to plug, shamelessly plug myself. I want to plug in the the clip of Mika and Brad after the game. I thought that was like, oh. dude. That I thought was... you were about to say you're when you skated at MetLife and you had the no. sick little dangle, but <laughs> then <laughs> but then you no. almost tripped yourself into no. the fucking boards. <laughs> but the way they spoke after the game, man, like that was unbelievable. I don't know if you guys saw the clip. It was a but cool. It was, great. It was a cool. Clip. It was. Awesome. I don't like to give you props too much Thanks, because guys. it gets to your big head, but. No, it was a really, really thoughtful question, thought out, um, you know, and it was, it was, it was an awesome answer. Uh, for either of you guys, you both played in front of a ton of European crowds. Just as far as the spectacle of the event goes, you know, walking in, wearing, you know, fun outfits, coming in on a fire truck, winning in overtime, all the fans. Like, where does the spectacle kind of rank for something you've experienced in your life before? I just uh, almost cried before the game already, <laughs> so it was hard for me. Да, на самом деле атмосфера шикарная, особенно когда мы на пожарских, на пожарных и полицейских машинах ехали. Шикарная атмосфера. Я на самом деле боролся со слезами, когда понял, где я нахожусь, подумал об этом. Еще раз большое спасибо болельщикам. Это этот опыт был шикарен. Honestly, I have to say the atmosphere was electric, and it was something I couldn't compare anything else to with. It was. I had to hold back tears just because it was that much of a spectacle. And once again, I'd like to thank the fans for uh, giving it that electric feeling, that wave of emotion. How am I going to top that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Um... By translator, I think? <laughs> no, I think you did a pretty good job. I don't know, but... Um, no, I... I I think this is um, just from you know the, f the first times you've been seeing these outdoor games happening. Uh, you get to be a part of it, and um, this one in particular, I think, just being at MetLife here with the the way it's, I guess, constructed. With I feel like everyone's close. Everyone's kind of it's perfect dimensions in terms of that. Um, Hearing our fans before the game, even just playing some soccer and, and seeing seeing them on the way, and it's um, uh, this is this is definitely a top of my list of, of uh, experiences and, and games and um, memories I will take with with me forever. And uh, I had chills. Panarin yeah. is just the best. Yeah, he's the he best. Really he, he he saved his translator's uh, job over there. So I really wish, like, okay. So off topic, but wouldn't you kill to have like Artemi Panarin host SNL? <laughs> yeah, I mean, was, it would never happen, it would never like, happen in a million it, years, but yeah. I, I feel like he's just so lovable, like it'd be unbelievable. Yeah, like, like and then like have like cameos from guys like Loft. Like, Loft, you can yeah. just tell is like the silly goose on the team, like, everybody mm -hmm. just loves messing with him. And he's like the kind of I see people referring him to, to him as like the golden retriever of the Rangers yeah. this year because he's yeah. in all those like goofy videos. Yeah, it's a really fun team this year, guys. Like, I know, I know the year against Carolina, there was like the no quit New York team, and there was a lot of fun by them. But after seeing the videos we talked about earlier, the videos from last night, it was just like, man, this team 
this team has something special right now. Yeah. And and we're here for the ride. And you know, we appreciate Dude, they could have given the hat to anybody. They gave it to Rempy. That's when you know yeah. they're just all I mean, we didn't all... even talk about him really. Like, what a fucking day. Debut, yeah. man. Yeah. Dude, Holy ringing shit. it up with Matt Martin right off the jump. That was awesome. The whole story is, you know, I, I think it was yeah. six years since he lost his father, getting his NHL yeah. debut, the first to ever debut in the NHL in an outdoor game. Like, what a moment for him to get to do. The only thing that that I was like, I felt bad for is like his his uh, his skate, his like, wh- what do they call it? Rookie lap. Rookie lap. There yeah. was still ice crew on the ice. It like, yeah. didn't really, like, I was like, come on, like, we got to get off the ice. He said that after the game. Well, he did a rookie lap, uh, I think, against Tampa, maybe. Um, so he's already done a rookie lap, but he was scratched in that game. So he didn't play. Yeah. So they gave him another rookie lap. And so the last one, he like fucked around with the puck, but then didn't play. And this one, he didn't even have a puck to fuck around with, but he did it in front of 80,000 people. Yeah. And it's funny, after the game, I asked him if uh, he's going to keep doing a solo lap while the team keeps winning. Because like it'd be pretty funny if they just, honestly, like if they just kept giving him a, like a lap before the games, I'd during be, a win streak, it'd be, be pretty hilarious. fucking hilarious. Yeah. All I wanted to ask, yeah, all I want to ask is if you're going to keep doing a rookie lap with you guys keep winning every game. <laughs> That'd be up to troops. I, <laughs> I mean, what was that feeling like, though? I imagine, like, you know, the nervous. Was that more nervous than that lap than playing the actual game? No, no, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was pretty cool. You had to go out there and you know, out the ring in front of uh, how many were there? 70,000, 80,000? Just the ice crew was still on the ice, so I didn't take any pucks. So I think I've had two interesting rookie laps first one i didn't play and the second one i didn't even take a touch of pucks <laughs> a couple of interesting laps yeah. how many texts do you think you're gonna have to answer after this oh one? i already looked at my phone and i bought that i bought the answer yeah did you, did you ask um all right last actual last thing i wanted to yeah, say we've had like actually, seven last things i know i know i know, you know but, before but, your last thing i got one last thing the coolest thing that one of the coolest things i've ever seen in hockey and not related to rangers yager skating in the pregame war yeah that was sick that was, that cool. was so yeah. cool man yeah. um Okay, did did Mika get stripped of his A in the game? No, like, no, no, they've been rotating all year. Okay, okay. I I thought I thought for like stadium series they just everybody uses an A. They they give it to him. I I know usually during the games they rotate three and three, but um, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I think oh, Mika Johnny hacking a lung over there. Yeah, I'm dying, dude. dude take some, uh, dude. Do you have a juice generation by you? I don't think so. You should look up. They have this well, like one the wheatgrass drink. shot or whatever. Oh no, they have this one like hot drink. It's called like uh, the Cold Warrior, dude. They serve it to you hot. It it's a life. It helps. But I, all right, we won't bore you with that. Yeah. We appreciate all of you, and uh, we'll see you next week. LFGR, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.